Well, we're back. <laughs> it's been a little while, but Hot Topics Live has returned. Hot Topics Live hashtag podcast. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Today's topic is on verbal abuse. You do not want to miss this because we're going to tell you a lot about things about verbal abuse you might not know. You might be a victim of verbal abuse. You might be the verbal abuser and not even know it. And we're going to help you to learn how to eliminate this from your relationships. So stay tuned for that. But first, I want to tell you that you are amazing and you deserve to be living your best possible life. And that's up to you. It all starts with what you're thinking and being conscious of your thoughts and what you're feeling because your thoughts create your feelings, not the other way around. So um, we'll talk more about that later. But for now, if you are new here and you've never seen Hot Topics Live, there's a lot of new people. I'm Kia Baker. I'm the creator and host of the Female Veterans Podcast. I'm a U.S. Navy veteran. I am also a performance coach at London Real Academy, where I had the distinct privilege of meeting so many awesome people and being a part of that community with Brian Rose, London Real TV um, on YouTube, if you haven't seen it. And also, it's where I met this gorgeous woman sitting next to me, <laughs> who is an amazing podcaster herself. She is the creator and host of Unbreakable Life with Glory, a bilingual podcast, so Spanish and English. And I'm so excited to have her with me because she is one of the co-founders of this podcast. Welcome back, Gloria. Hi, thank you so much, Ki. I'm so happy coming again to my <laughs> old house and uh, having with you know having this time with you, the opportunity to be with you because we are so busy and this time when we get together is like amazing. And I love you so much because when we started this podcast a long time ago, it was like to have fun and see where we are, like uh, very far, like almost what four years already, I think. I think this year is the fourth year on Veterans year. Day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's been a crazy journey. Um, this podcast has gone really far and we're constantly growing. Um, and I'm so happy to have you back with me. So catch me up. What, what have you been up to? Well, you know, I'm I'm still working in my book. You know, when you work in a book, it's a process. It's it's a lot of things going on, and it's like you see that is never gonna end. But of course, you get to that place. But yeah, there's it's a lot of things that you need to revise and read and double check and make sure what the people want gonna read is the something that you wanna say, and also podcasting like crazy. Like I have like I. It's like boom after another one because I'm going to in December to a Tantra retreat for 10 days. Mm -hmm. So I have November fully covered, so I don't need to do anything in December. So it's been a lot of work and I'm so happy for that and starting to be a coach and also to be a, a spiritual coach at the same time. I'm doing a mastering in um, hypnosis. So um, I'm working and studying a lot and enjoying my single life right now and happy. <laughs> you know what's interesting? At the beginning of the show, I said that, you know, to think about your thoughts because um, you can change your life with the power of your thoughts. And of course, it's not just thinking, it's actions too. Right. And I wanted to point out when I first met you, your life was completely different. 
You have completely changed the, your whole reality and what you experience on a daily basis through your thoughts and changing the way you were thinking about things and your perspective on things and the way you felt about things. So tell me, what is that like for you now? Like It, it just must feel like such a different world. It's, it feels a different world. It feels like you are more empty, like you're more free inside of you. Because when you are in a relationship or in a job that you don't like, or you're going through a life that something very like consuming your time in your life is so heavy and also reflects in, in the way you speak and the way you look. And also you feel like you already age and going back to myself to see what I was going through and compare right now is like the day and night. It's like, wow, I never thought I can get to this point to be more empty, more like not empty, like more Please. without baggage, clean and, 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 you know, thinking so positive and, and going into some different projects and, and living the present. And that is the, the, the main thing for me that I'm living day by day, because I was, I, I noticed that when you think a lot in the future, what it is you do and is anxiety, number one, and number two, you, you shorten your time here. And I don't want that. I want to keep, I want to enjoy every single moment. So that's why I practice the single present. Of course, I'm working like everybody working in my practice. Now, where's going to those projects or where my life is going to live? I don't know. But right now, right now in this present, I'm with you. I'm super happy to live this moment. And that's, I, that's the key. Mm, to be in the present moment. I love that. That's amazing yeah. advice. Yeah. My reality has changed too. I mean, we've talked over the years about from my divorce and not, you know, being ready to date to being ready to date to actually yeah. dating. And well, I have a boyfriend. Hi, I know. I'm so happy for you. I'm so yeah. happy for you. Yeah, and you we'll change. You're, you're, you're more, you're glowing. You look like uh, you are in in love. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> not I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. But um, it's going good. So in the present moment, it's going very good. So if he's watching, it's going very good. <laughs> anyway, so today, speaking of relationships, um, today we have a whole topic about relationships and how they can go bad. And I feel like this topic is important because it's like a silent epidemic. No one's talking really a yes. lot about domestic violence, like in the yes. main media or anything like that. And no one definitely is talking about verbal abuse as part of that in the main media and in the news and what you're seeing around. So I think you can find it on podcasts like this one and things of that nature. But really, I think it's a topic worth discussing. And um, I think it's a silent epidemic, really. Most yes. people are in some type or have experienced an abusive verbally abusive relationship. And sometimes they don't even know that they're the ones doing the verbal abuse. So I think this is important to discuss. But do you know, do you know what, do you think you know, or will you know what is the cause of this? Well, I think it's a lot of different factors. Number one, I think it's feeling powerless within one's own self. 
and the way that someone um, sort of displays that or puts that out, you know, like feeling powerless for one reason or another, you could be feeling powerless at work. So you come home and you take it out on your spouse or your children. You know, you could have felt powerless as a child. So now as an adult, you, you deal with it that way. I would say this is more family patterns because mm -hmm. what you give is what you see, what you learn grow in being a child. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you are in a toxic relationship, in a toxic relationship, not with a toxic person, because mm -hmm. we are not toxic, it's the relationship that became toxic. Mm -hmm. So you cannot blame the other person. And also you can also blame yourself because there's two different lives that come together. And unfortunately, some families they think it's okay to to talk the way they talk or to or treat the women or the men the way they treat them but because that's what exactly they saw growing up mm -hmm. yeah i agree i think definitely environmental factors play a role and role modeling definitely play yes. a role in the likelihood of people who will do verbal abuse and people who will receive verbal abuse and accept it as normal behavior Right. right. So I think this is a really important topic today we're going to dive into. Um, and in it's, it's inspired by a friend of mine going through a situation where um, where it's happening. And and I just really feel like it's important because a lot of people don't discuss this or know that they're experiencing it or have experienced it or are doing it and understand the underlying reasons why. So our girl is back <laughs> our dear friend angeline she's back she is the host of let's break the silence she is an activist she is a survivor uh, and she is out here championing abuse in all of its forms for people for the survivors of it like she's championing these survivors um, of domestic violence whether it's physical emotional or verbal and so i think the last time she was here we were talking about the Johnny Depp trial and everyone seemed to love that. If you haven't seen that episode, check out our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, go back through and um, check out that episode because everyone seems to love it. It's probably one of the most watched and most listened to in the podcast form as well. So Angelina is back. Hi, Tendai. Oh, look who's here. Ooh. Our, our original number one wow. fan. <laughs> wow. Hi, Tendai. I still thinking to go to Texas and, and, <laughs> and you're going to pick us in the, in the limo. We're going to have a party. Limo Dallas. party. <laughs> so um, great to see you back here, sweetie. We love when you tune in. Um, so let's bring in Angeline. Hey! <laughs> Hi. So, Hi, how are you? <laughs> we're I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. It's so great to be back. Yes, oh, I'm so, I'm so happy to see you. Yeah, happy to see both of you. You both look great and glowing. Gloria, you're glowing. Thank you, my <laughs> yeah. dear. Yep, and Kia, I'm so happy glowing. for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So far, so good, as they so say. Far, so good, right? <laughs> so... What people don't really know is uh, last year, I think it was, it might have been the year before, we all started reading a book together. 
and it was called The Verbally Abusive Relationship by a woman called Patricia Evans. And we went on to, that's right, that's the one. And we went on to uh, Instagram. And if you go to our Hot Topics Live Instagram mm-hmm. page, um, at Hot Topics, the podcast, um, you can go back and see those lives where we were discussing chapters from this book. But I wanted to sort of do the whole thing in one short, <laughs> one little podcast, <laughs> because I think it's really important to bring up some of the information that we learned there. And um, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, how this happens. Like what I remember most about reading that is that a person who perpetrates verbal abuse and the person who receives verbal abuse, a lot of times live in two different realities. Mm. And um, one person's reality is more of, um, if we get into an argument, for example, um, I have to win this fight. Right. And the other person's reality could be, if we get into an argument, I want to explain things and, and help figure things out together and resolve the conflict in a kind way. While the other person is thinking, I'm going to say anything. I'm going to, you know, call names. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win this fight. What do you think about that, Angeline? Yeah. And unfortunately that's so common, you know, that is so common today, but you know, like regarding the the fights, I mean, that break out, I know for myself, speaking from my experience, I don't recall that I ever started a fight. My ex started the fight when I was married. He would always start the fight. And it's the way that we, you know, communicate to each other. So verbal abuse is actually the definition of verbal abuse is when someone is manipulative, um, you know, they um, prevent you from, you know, having other friendships with people. Everything is their way. It's power and control. Um, they make insulting remarks, demeaning remarks, condescending remarks. And I didn't realize that this was happening to me at the time. But later on, I did. And I rec- so learning to recognize when those insulting remarks happen. And in the past, past in my marriage, you know, I used to fight back, you know, give in, give into it and it would escalate and get worse, you know, because I was feeding into it. So I learned, you know, through counseling therapy and surrounding myself with, you know, coaches, I had, you know, a coach who was mentoring me not to respond. See, for myself, I didn't respond. I just walked away. And, you know, typical him, he would, you know, try to fire back and say something else. But why this happens, I think it's um, because they have low self-esteem, you know, lack of self-confidence, something in their childhood happened that, you know, maybe triggered something. So hopefully that makes sense. You know, just recognizing it, learning when to recognize it, because a lot of women I know feel ashamed to bring it out. And like you were talking about, you know, they're afraid to talk about, you know, verbal abuse, right? I mean, right now there are women coming to me and they're sharing their stories. And that takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. You know, that takes a lot of courage for them to come forward and, you know, share their stories. But I see more of more of it happening now. Whereas in the past, 
uh, you know, like now, I mean, I feel um, that the issue was still shoved under the carpet. I mean, this month was domestic violence awareness month. Mm -hmm. So what are we doing? What are, right. Yeah. What are we doing? It's just, it's still, I feel shoved under the carpet, but you know, um, we can work on bringing those real life situations, you know, like here on your podcast, on my podcast. That's why I created the podcast. Let's break the silence because we need to break the silence on verbal abuse. So, you know, the, and, um, I, I've read the book. I've listened to, to the audio. It's how we respond to the abuser. It's how we respond. So if we respond by just firing back and say, you did, oh no, you did this or whatever it is. When you, you use the word you and I'm guilty, you know, I was guilty of this. It just um, makes the situation worse. I mean, and I agree with you. I, I, and in my marriage, uh, my, my situation was um, where my partner would get angry and say things that, you know, were not, um, were as mean as possible, right? Just in the heat of the moment, things that they would regret saying mm. afterward, but because they were so angry in the moment, they, they would say things. And for many years, I would just say, you shouldn't say that to me because you will regret it later. Arguments are not about who wins. Arguments are about resolving the conflict so that we grow closer, right? Mm -hmm. And this was my perspective, meaning we lived in two different realities. I was, it, the arguments were kind, after a while started to make me feel a little bit crazy because he would be saying things to me and, um, and in a way that made me feel demeaned and made me feel disrespected. And um, I'm, I'm a fighter. So after a while of trying to like make sense to him, I started to respond like you and fight back. Right. And then it would escalate and escalate and escalate. And um, it actually during our divorce, it got to the point where I was concerned that it would become physically violent. Right. So mm -hmm. it, it just was a, a moment where we just had to get away from each other and we had to spend a lot of time apart in order to be able. Now we're friends. But in order for that to happen, you know, all of this stuff had to, to end. And I had to realize that. We are in two different realities. My reality is we work together to communicate, to resolve a conflict. And his reality is I need to win this argument. And if there's no way to bridge the two, then maybe we're a match, you know? Mm. So, and, and there's, there's different kinds of verbal abuse. It may not just be arguments. It could be condescending tone, right? It could be ordering you around, mm. go get this, do this. I said, do that as examples of, we can be guilty of doing that with our children. A lot of people don't think of that. But it is, if you read this book by Patricia Evans, The Verbally Abusive Relationship, you will check yourself because it made me check myself on how I was talking to people in my life. Because I was like, when I opened this book, I'm like, I'm going to read this <laughs> as part of the podcast, but I don't verbally abuse people, honey. Like, I'm not that type. I'm kind. I'm good. I'm, you know, and I started reading this book going, oh, I've done that. Mm. I've acted like that. 
let me check myself. Let me check myself. It was a gut check because I needed to learn, you know, what not to do as well and not assume that I wasn't perpetrating this. Gloria, I remember in the live we did on Instagram, you had a lot to say about that, about learning about your part in arguments and how you talk to people. What do you think? Well, I, I, for all the things I've been studying lately about, you know, emotions, um, all this is childhood events, childhood, childhood. So when you got into a fight with someone, is you fighting with the older child because there's some wounds that are in place from very young. So what happened is they, they come and reflect that in, in, in the relationship. In, in my case, in my relationship before, I'm not, I'm not saying that he started or I started. Both started. I started sometimes. He started sometimes. I was verbal abuse. I verbal abuse him. So it was like a combination of a lot of stuff. And this book, like, like you said, this book applies to everybody. And for everybody, because you ha it's like you check yourself, how are you doing, how are you talking to people, how are you talking to your kids, how you resolve the problems. Because, yeah, the other person can be calm, but if you come across, the other person is going to stop being calm because the way the energy that you transmit into him is engaging in another energy that the other person is not going to like. So... Yes, verbal abuse, we need to check and we need to sit down and, and, and talk about it because a lot of women and also a lot of men, they are going in relationships that they think that the older person, the way they talk to them is normal because probably they come from abusive, abusive families. So mm -hmm. they are like used to, like you just said, oh, you have to do this. You need to bring me this. Why you didn't cook? What happened? The clothes are not ready. All that kind of stuff is verbal abuse because when you are in a relationship, you just, you just is with the person. You just share your life with the person, not the other person is on top of you or vice versa. So that's why we, when we talk about this subject, we need to be very careful because it goes both ways. And a lot of people have a bell here that they they don't know they are being abused, and also they don't know they are abusers. And once, once they realize, then is when the, 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 the real problem starts because the other person wants to get out from the relationship because they're, they're, they already saw that she's being abused or, or she's being abuser. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times if it's, a, so there's a lot of things like you right now could be going, oh, maybe I am yes. <laughs> from this, some of the examples they just <laughs> mentioned doing abuse and I didn't know it. And like me, you know, and, but once you recognize it, like what they say, once you know better, you can do better. Right. So right. how do you do better by being conscious of what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Like when not just reacting, taking a moment to think and to respond and be conscious and mindful of what's coming out of your mouth now. Exactly. But that's not always going to work for everybody because Correct. some people are so entrenched and so damaged and broken from their childhood or their previous experiences. And they are verbal abusers that they are unable to change or because they're unwilling to change because they are unwilling to recognize that they are at fault in any way, which means they employ tactics like gaslighting. 
and crazy making, which means gaslighting. I think we talked about this before, but it's making you feel like you're making you, you, you didn't do, you don't know what you're talking about. You're making it up. Like it's yeah. never them. Yeah. And when the person is, is it a bird is an abuser, that person is being abused. So that's why he learning the way they abuse him. So it can mm -hmm. go those both ways. He can mm -hmm. be a, a continue the being their verbal abuser, mm -hmm. or he can go in a relate or he or her can be in a relationship that that let let them abuse her or uh, abuse him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the, the abuser has learned that to to abuse another person from someone. Yeah, it's, it's not and, like a, oh mm -hmm. he born like that. No. no, no. It's a learned behavior yes. and it should be able to be modified. But unfortunately, if you're unwilling to recognize that there's a problem, you can't heal it. You can't change it. Right. And a lot of people do not want to. I mean, there's probably people feeling dragged right now, li listening to this, like feeling yes. attacked. Right. Yes. Because you you don't if you don't want to recognize that there's a problem, mm -hmm. then you're not going to be willing to change that problem. And that's why a lot of verbal abusers don't change. What do you think about that, Angeline? I agree. They don't change. Now, in terms, you know, speaking for my ex, his mom, I think she told me like he was like six or seven years old. He was in the bedroom just, you know, doing his thing. And this is what he said. He said his mom threw a shoe at him. So he thinks that that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, he thought that that was okay. And verbal abuse is a lot worse than physical abuse. I mean, um, I know that I was, I know what happened to me, you know, when I was thrown against the wall and, you know, nose bleeding and um, black when and you're blue. you're physically all assaulted. Physically assaulted. But that was the only time he physically assaulted me. But Angeline, do you know do you know why he was like that? Because her mother maybe was very, you know, demanding on him or abused her, right. abused him a lot, that he grew up not not liking women or or yes, liking women, but getting on you all the frustration that he had with his mother. Right. So he got all that frustration on you. Exactly. He took out his frustrations on me. You hit yes. the nail on the head, Gloria. Absolutely. He took his frustration and he would order me around. I allowed it, but I didn't realize it. Exactly. Like I said, you know, he was, you know, like, you know, pick up this and cook dinner and do this. And I don't like the way, the way you're driving or whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Just like ordering me around. But finally, when I reached my breaking point, that was it. That was it. And, you know, I know you know, like for myself, I was concerned for my safety because I know that a lot of women are concerned about their safety because they're afraid they're going to be killed by their abuser. I mean, right. It happens a lot. Yes, and time. it happens a lot, unfortunately. To men and case, women. Yes. Right. Right. In my case, I was able to escape and I was able to make a move. And, you know, so I'm far, far, far away. We have no contact whatsoever. There's absolutely no contact now, um, and that's it. So my life has transformed, and now I'm, you know, I'm helping other women speak up because we need to speak up. Yes. We need, yeah, we need to stop being silent, and we need to amplify 
our voice. And this goes for men too, because it happens on both counts. I actually Absolutely. interviewed two weeks ago, a male abuse survivor. Mm -hmm. You got to check out that episode because yes. it does happen a lot. I, like, I've yes. known men who have been stalked, men who mm -hmm. have been falsely accused, men who have been publicly humiliated, careers, lives destroyed because women yes. have been abusive, manipulative and using the prevailing perception that this does not happen to men in their favor to mm. martyr themselves, to make themselves seem innocent like victims when they themselves are, uh, in fact, th the perpetrator of the abuse. Yes. So I know a lot of the, my audience is men, and I, I, I want them to know that we know that it happens to men as well. And I want to put it out there. It happens yeah. a lot more often than people are aware because men are less likely to report. Just like military sexual trauma and women, it's one in four women who serve right. in the military um, who, are, who are assaulted. It's one in 100 men. And it seems like a, a little bit, but when you think about how many men are in the military, you realize that adds up. And those are the ones that report on both sides. Men report way less than women because they're afraid of ridicule. They're afraid of being shamed. You know, they're afraid of their manhood being questioned in both cases, whether it's sexual trauma or whether it's being uh, abused by a woman, whether that's physically yes. or mentally or emotionally or being stalked, right? Because it does happen. Okay. Because yes. women out here be crazy sometimes too. <laughs> okay. I would say both, both men and women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have all kind in, in both sides. Both yeah. sides. And a friend of mine who was just engaged, he broke the engagement mm -hmm. because she was, you know, um, I heard that she, I didn't, I didn't really know her that well, but um, she was aggressive. Just, you know, too aggressive with him. You know, like he would go live, like TikTok is, you know, like is, I know it's like, it has its good points and it has its whatever. It, it's like a mixed thing for me because I feel that that platform could be a double-edged sword and it could destroy relationships, but mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know, for me, you know, I, I go to TikTok for inspiration and motivation, but when a couple of weeks ago he went live on TikTok, he broke down in tears like literally broke down and I, my, and, and I, I felt so bad, you know, I felt so bad. I offered help, you know, help consoling and everything, but you know, it's sometimes the woman can be the, can be the abuser too, and they can be aggressive. You know, yeah. um, I don't know exactly what happened, but you know, right now he's in Florida with friends. So he's, you know, he's on his own right now again, but it just, I know it takes two to tango, it takes two to make up, but you know, but yes. the other woman is feeling jealous and resentful. It's a reflection on her. It's not him. It's her. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of times we, we can choose these relationships because of like what Gloria was saying. It's because of what we experienced in childhood, what we witnessed, what we grew up in. And sometimes it feels comfortable to us. We seek out what we are familiar with. Our brains are geared to do that. Like what's comfortable to us. What feels like normal, safe. Normal. It's normal. And so sometimes to be talked to badly, sometimes to be treated badly is what's normal for us. So we seek that out in our relationships. And until we can heal that, we can't 
change that. And, and first that starts with acknowledging that that's what's happening. So if you're in a relationship and you know that it's a lot of times we know, we know deep inside that this is not the right person. This is not the right experience. This doesn't feel good because life is supposed to feel good. Right. So if you're in a work experience, a relationship and any type of environment where it's not feeling good, then it's not the right place for you. And a lot of times we ignore that because we grew up in an environment that was toxic. So toxic is normal. And then even when you do recognize it, right? You're like, this is bad. I'm out of this relationship. You go into a relationship with someone who's secure and healthy and treats you well, and you feel bored. And you're like, this is not a person for me. I don't like this person. I don't know what yes. it is, but I'm just not yeah. attracted to this guy. I don't know. He takes me out. He buys me things. He does all these nice things for me. He's so sweet to me. But he called me too much. He called me too much. Ooh. He texts me too much. Yeah. I'm not I know. He loves me. He kisses me too much. Ooh. He's boring. Ooh, he's so boring. He's, yes. And it's not that he's boring, honey, no. it's that you're used to chaos and you don't understand what peace feels like. Oh, that's huge. That's deep, girl. I that's there. deep. I was <laughs> that is so deep. Can you imagine that? Mm -hmm. A girl feeling bored? Really? Or a guy. Or a guy. Or a guy. Yeah, she's too nice. I'm the nice girl. So this is my soapbox moment. Um, nice girls finish last. All of that stuff. I'm like, right. you don't like nice girls because you want that crazy bitch because that's what your mama was. Nine out of 10. Yeah, you go. Mm. Sorry if you feel yes. dragged. It's what it is. Yes. And so nice girls like me are out here. And there's, I can't find a good woman. We out here. You don't want us because you want the girl that's making you pay all of her bills. That's making you do everything for her. That's treating you like shit. And you're under just breaking your windshield. Who is doing like doing all kinds of crazy shit in your life. And you don't, you can't break free of that shit because you're addicted to the suffering. You're addicted to the drama. You're addicted to that because that's the environment you're comfortable in. Yes. Male or female. It hard to get. They love hard to get. That's mm -hmm. the ones that they love. Hard to mm -hmm. get. Exactly. Like 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 the one you just say, like a beachy, very beachy. I agree, Holly. Absolutely. That's right. And it's 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 this is what yes. we talk about when we're talking about healing ancestral wounds, right? Narcissistic people create narcissistic children. Yes. And if right. you don't heal that within yourself or recognize your parent was a narcissist or even an alcoholic or an addict, there's this parent that wasn't available for the child, these types of parents, and there's more than that, create children with all sorts of wounds. And then all these little damaged children grow up into damaged adults and then they damage other people because why hurt people hurt people. That's true. But, but, but that's, that's a chain because it comes from the grand, 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 grandfather, grand, grandmother. They have that. And they and that, that's what they teach to the, to the generation below. And that generation below teach that. And so, and so, and so. Until one of the, one of the families say, uh-uh, this is not right. We need to cut this. It's, that's when you hear they cut, they cut the chain of the family. Mm -hmm. It's because our ancestral patterns that it, it, it multiply over, over, and over to the generation. It goes seven generation up and seven generation down. There you go. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have to be 
conscious of okay, how was your family? Or what your family? What are the traits of your family? And I would say when you're gonna start like dating someone, I would say the the, the conversation should be okay. How was your grandfather or your grandmother? How she treat or, or he treat your 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 mother? Mm. Or how your mother was mm. with you? How your father was with you? And you can see the trait of the family, and then you see okay, this person probably can have this trait and tell him you do you know you have be able you probably have this tray and the person can say yes or the person can say oh i never noticed it because a lot mm -hmm. of people don't know a lot about this we know mm -hmm. about this because we are studying mm -hmm. and in my case i'm studying like deep deep down for spirituality and in generations because I'm, I'm healing my 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 curse and my family and things that the family have and that's why i'm be able to to learn all this about your generational ancestral families. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And I mean, it is true. It's true what you say. And also, but this can also be the case where someone has experienced all this negativity growing up, has recognized it and has started to heal that within themselves. So that's the kind of person you want to, you want to connect with, right? Someone who, who, who could say my grandparents, you know, they didn't get along. All the men were absent in our family. Mm, uh, right. I, I didn't get along with my mother, but I've been working through that. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. I'm doing this healing work. This is my journey. This is how I show up. So it's not impossible just because someone grew up in a toxic environment that they can't heal that. Hell, I did. Yes. And I'm working I on too. that. I did You know too. what I mean? So it's not impossible to meet someone that's on their healing journey. And those are the kind of people that you, that are good, that can create secure and healthy attachments with nobody. Everyone's doing some sort of healing work. If they've started their journey, no one, I don't think you achieve full healing in this lifetime. It's a process. It's a journey, but you meet someone on that journey and you're more likely to have a healthy, secure, successful relationship with them where you get to experience happiness all day, peace, conflict resolution is easier. You're not right. calling each other names. You're not, you're not treating each other badly. You're not gaslighting and you're not crazy making. So let's talk about crazy making yes. because a lot of people don't understand. We touched on gaslighting, right? Like just saying, you know, this, I didn't do that. You did that. Or saying, uh, I love this. Like, here's a good example. Like your, your partner says you're going to go somewhere and your partner says to you, I'm going to take a nap. And you're like, okay, well, we need to leave by six. And they're like, okay, I, I'm going to just take this nap and then I'll be ready to go at six. And then at six 30, they're still not up. And you've tried to wake them up like three or four times. And they finally get up at like seven 30 and you're late. And you can't go wherever you were going to go. And then they come out and they're like, why didn't you wake me up? <gasps> yes. That's gassy. And you're like, I, I, you weren't, first of all, you weren't supposed to. That was never prior discussed. But they come out treating you like you did something wrong. Yes. And, and they're angry at you now because you oh, didn't yeah. wake them up. And now they've missed the event. But really, <laughs> you never had that agreement. You did try to wake them up. And when you tell them, well, I, well, I did try to wake you up. And they're like, no, you didn't. Because I would have got up. Abuse. Abuse, yes, right. Well. And what Holly and then, said, she goes, most narcissists lack the proper communication skills. Yes, that's true. Well, but they're also, always blaming us. 
another thing, that's Kia, right. if you are with a, an adult, why you need to wake him up? That's the point. <laughs> right. You know, we we yeah, live in a six, we live in a six p.m. That's it. Yeah, set the alarm and wake up. Set up an exactly. alarm, get up. See? Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> and then the thing is too is that they will go so far with it that yeah. you start to doubt. Well, was I supposed to wake them up? Uh, maybe I. I'm sorry. I maybe I was supposed to wake you up. Yes. Right. So to take that a step further, then there's crazy making, and crazy making is when they make you feel like you're crazy. Like yes. when you are, you're like, Hey, um, you shouldn't, you shouldn't talk to someone like that. And they're oh, like, you, Oh, you're going to start. Oh, you're going to start. You're going to start like, Hey, I don't, I didn't like what you just said to me. You shouldn't talk to me like that. And they're like, you're going to start. Why are you always starting drama? Yeah. Every time oh, I turn around I hear many gonna, times and that then, one. <laughs> and then, and then after a while, you start to be like, maybe did I start that? <laughs> like, you know, maybe I, I know. It's like, am I crazy? Why, why am I starting? You know, like, oh, really? I think I'm the like, one. I think I'm the one. I'm the, I am the one with the problem. I am always, I am the bad guy. It's me. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the, the villain, drama queen right? here, right? Okay. I'm the drama, right? It's me. And eventually, it could be about anything. This is just an example. But you start to go a little bit crazy because you start to think that this toxic behavior and the things that they're telling you is normal and what's right. And they're right, right? So you might find yourself apologizing. You might find yourself taking responsibility. You might find yourself blaming yourself for behaviors that were done by the other person. And also, right. uh, Holly made a good po point that narcissists, um, you know, lack proper skills. But not only narcissists abuse. You can. There's all types of people that do verbal abuse and that do. And then I'm not a narcissist, but I have been guilty of verbal abuse. So, so we have some we have some narcissists in us in some way. Maybe, yeah, all, all of us, I, all, I suppose. All of us, we have a little bit of narcissists in some ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I so, think there's a spectrum. <laughs> like, yeah. where are you on that spectrum? <laughs> where are you on the narcissistic spectrum? Are you down here? You just like to look in the mirror a lot. <laughs> like, are you over here where you are so damaged and so wounded that you feel like if anyone points out a flaw of yours, you have to destroy them? Yes. If you can't control a person, you need to destroy them by any means necessary because they, you know, are a villain. If you can't control them, if you can't, you know, um, have them believe and everyone else believe that you're this awesome guy or girl, but you are actually a toxic person who believes in harming another person, but cannot see the your own errors ever and always shift blame onto someone else, Everybody. you might be a narcissist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my ex was, like classic narcissist. Always you, blaming me, you know, all, and even, you know, blaming his family too, you know, at times. Oh yeah. Of course. Mm -hmm. his, his issue, his, mm -hmm. his wound come, come from the family. Yeah. That's yeah. why he was blaming. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you, though, Angeline. I'm dying to know this. I mean, I know we talked about we actually told Angeline's story um, 
a couple of years ago. You can find it on our Facebook page. I don't think that one's on the podcast or on YouTube. But if you go on our Hot Topics Live Facebook page and you scroll through, there's a lot of episodes, I'm already going to warn you. But if you scroll back through there, you can find the, the, the detailed story of um, her survival story from her abuser. And the thing about that that was really um, shocking to me was that the, the abuse happened 10 years into the relationship. So you could be, that was shocking to me. I don't know why I didn't realize that at this many years old, but 10 years into a relationship, thinking your relationship is solid, and then you can be physically assaulted and attacked and brutalized by someone you love and that is supposed to love you. So I'm wondering, and I have been wondering this for a while, Angeline, mm -hmm. um, this incident, this terrible incident that happened with you that and landed you in the hospital and mm -hmm. all of that, um, do you think that this was just an isolated sort of act of rage? That's a good question. It's possible that it could be an isolated um, rage, but you know what happened? He just snapped mm -hmm. for in my, you know, in my, for, me, I was just walking away and getting, you know, and on my way into the other room, the guest room, because I just wanted to have peace. Mm -hmm. And I was married for 23 years, Holly. Mm -hmm. So I totally understand how you feel that, but only one time, you know. So mm -hmm. it could have been an isolated rage. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I once don't. is enough, honey. Once he, is he enough. Probably, honestly, he probably, once is enough, because he the probably, rest of the he probably time, he probably was overloaded from something. He was overloaded. Mm -hmm. I think it was business or something because we had worked together in the business. You know, we had he had an advertising and direct mail business, so it's possible that it could have been money. You know, and he had a little bit of a scarcity mindset with money that came from his mom. Mm -hmm. So let's talk. You know, I'm being told totally transparent. And I just realized this myself. It came from his mom. Of course. Scares it's always the mom, that. isn't it? Always. And that's terrifying to me as a mother of boys, too. Yeah. Not his father, but his mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the mom, the... the mom was wounded, too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's exactly what the mother gave to, mm -hmm. to him. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately. And it's not it's not to judge anyone. It's not to judge anyone because that is exactly what they learn. And unfortunately, it happens that way because we all of us we are we, we are wounded in some way. And there are some people that are very fortunately that they have a great family and and they have their issues, but not so dramatic issues. But a lot of us we went through a very rough period of a moment in our childhood. Oh, yeah. And so we, we, we got wounded and then nobody told us how to, to overcome those wounds. And that's why we reflect that in when we are in relationships and then we being like a, for a long time unconscious and doing a lot of unconscious thing until you realize like, wow, I'm in this relationship or I'm doing this in this relationship. Yeah. Exactly. And attracting all the time the same, same person mm -hmm. because you're not healed. Mm -hmm. Different exactly. different face, same exact relationship 
over and over and over again over and over and over and it's like a lot of narcissists why because i'm not narcissist too so what do you do you attract other narcissists because you recognize each other oh wow wow oh my god exactly (laughs) exactly well i hope that's why i attracted a nice guy this time because you know this time the nice girl's not gonna finish last fingers crossed (laughs) (laughs) you know uh i mean but it's also a lot of it is recognizing my own shit right and doing the work to heal it so that i could not attract the same person or recognize a nice guy and not feel like oh this is boring or yes. this is not, he's this, or no, he's not too much or too little. He's just right. Right. So it's like being able to recognize someone who's also on a healing journey, who's also, you know, right. working on themselves and in a process of growing and a work in progress, like I consider myself. And I think, like you said, when you understand where someone's come from, how they were raised, mm-hmm. these are date questions. And I and I think there are date questions you ask when you're getting to know someone. Um, there are some that are appropriate for the first date, second date, third date, fourth date. But you should mm-hmm. also be asking a lot of questions, and you should be aware of how what questions they are asking you, because you mm. should both be asking. You're qualifying each other to see if you're a fit, right? And then once you start to say, oh, I think we're a fit. Now you're qualifying each other to see, well, what are they like? How do, how are they in a relationship? What are they looking for? What are they trying to build? Because do we align? So do we fit? And, you know, and, and are we in alignment with what we want going forward? Right. And, and, you know, in every aspect, sexually, you know, in business and a family, like, because you're really trying to figure out if this person is a match for you. And one of the questions I like to ask, and you don't know the answer to this until you see it, but I like to ask, what are you like when you're angry? Because that's important to me. Mm. And then I see if it's true. When, because eventually some, something happens, there's a stressor that's going to occur in life because stressors occur in life. So how is, is this person going to verbally abuse me when they feel stressed out about work or money? How are they going to treat me when they're when they're not at their best? Right. That's what I want to know. And I, I also was that Gloria. Yeah, but also is also the vibration that we are in. So if you already heal all the wounds of anything that attract the same men that you tracked before, when you when you heal all that, you are more conscious of what you're doing and more conscious of what you're looking for. And also your vibrations rise and and meet the person that is not gonna again wound you again because you can be wounded again. But they, but you are more conscious. And I would say when you in my case when I met someone when I start ready I'm, I'm ready to date. My question is: Are you working in something for to grow to 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 you know to overcome anything? That will be the question and see where the he is. And he, mm-hmm. if he's really aware of his issues, mm-hmm. because that's the most important thing. If he, if the person is aware of the issues, because when the person mm-hmm. is aware of the issues, are conscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 what what was when was your relationship? Why did it end, and what did you learn from it? Oh, totally. That's the master. Mm-hmm. That's those relationships are the masters of of your journey. 
and and for you to learn what exactly you don't you you learn to not continue doing the same thing the point is we jump right away in another relationship because we don't want to be alone mm -hmm. and then we attract the same thing right mm -hmm. and that's the biggest mistake that women yes. make and i've brought this out in the open on my podcast i've you know i've had coaching sessions with some women you have to heal yourself first yes, yes you have to learn to love yourself because when you learn to love yourself and enjoy your own company i still enjoy my own company to this day and you know i'm going to start to be traveling you know soon god willing in november and december i'm going to start my travel and work on my documentary my own documentary okay so yeah <laughs> go girl her and documentary you know because we're meant to live yes life. but i enjoy my own company listen i mean and i you know my mentor taught me that my mentor said you have to love yourself first you just can't jump into another relationship no way forget it it's forget not gonna it. work because you're, you're gonna end up attracting the same, same type of person yes okay and i learned that okay i learned that after divorce so i i've worked on myself and i've healed myself i had to work on my issues too okay remove those blockages and just tear down those walls and when you do that the world of abundance opens up and you are in a higher vibration with you know um because i have a lot of male friends who support me but they're on a higher level i mean they're like i'm i'm right up there with them whereas you know before i was attracting the wrong person so mm -hmm. you know, and, and i'm glad you said that because yeah. it's not just relationships it's friendships business in business it's too. business it's yeah. all the kinds of relationships in your life and in all the kinds of relationships in your life can exist verbal abuse in some way oh, overtly yes. covertly Oh, yes. things that you don't necessarily think it would be verbal abuse in the workplace. It is. Mm -hmm. You know oh, what is a verbal abuse from a mother? Like if you are an adult, if your mother say to you, oh, you still you still overweight <gasps> or 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 you still doing the same thing. That's verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. Condescension and criticism. Yes, that's right. That's right. And that happens a lot um, in a Greek family. Mm -hmm. It happened to me. Like my mom would say, you're too overweight. You need to lose weight. Now, I mean, it comes from a place of love. We know that. But it is yes. how you say things. Mm -hmm. Correct. It is right. how you say things. It's how you yes, say it's the mother and the father. And they have maybe rights to say to you a lot of stuff. But you are an adult already, and also it's nice to hear from them in a different way. For example, oh, you know what? I see that you don't see that you maybe have a little bit of weight. Mm -hmm. Do you notice? You will say yes or no. Ah, ah okay. I, I just want to make sure you know. But in that in that way, but not like in front of a lot of people or, oh, you still, you, you, you like, you, you're getting overweight. Be careful with that, you know. No, right. Yeah. right. Or how about is anything going on with you? Yes. I, ah. I noticed that you put on a little extra weight. Is everything okay? Do you need some support in some way? That I like. See, that's you know? right. That's more gentle. 
Mm. As opposed to say you need to lose weight. <laughs> but people don't like, sometimes people don't like sugarcoating and that's all fine and good and everything. I'm not saying sugarcoat. I'm just saying it's the way no. you say things. So yes. yeah, me personally, I don't buy into the whole, and people are probably going to hate this when I say it, but I don't buy into the whole brutal honesty bullshit. I don't. No. I think you're no. mean and you're rude. You should fucking yes. watch. You should watch how you talk to me. Like, I'm not going to talk to you that way. I'm not saying I'm going to sugarcoat and spoon feed you everything. I'm just saying I'm not going to think about the meanest, harshest way to deliver any information to you. I'm going to be conscious about the way I frame my words yes. when I deliver information to you, especially if it's bad or a criticism. And I coach. So I deliver bad news to people day in and day out oh, about sure. their work. Okay. But sure. none of the people, none of my students ever walk away feeling like Kia, that bitch. <laughs> like they don't. <laughs> they don't. I get thank you. Right. I get, oh, Kia's great. She's love. I love her. Like whatever. That's great. I love that energy. Right. I'm very nurturing energy, but I don't like that. And I tell all my boyfriends, I tell my friends, I'm like, listen, it's how you talk to me. You can tell me anything, anything, but it's how you tell me and, and you your know, intention. And you and the criticism is is very positive, but like you said, Kia, depends the way they say to you. I'm mm -hmm. a person that I love. If somebody have to say something to me, say it, mm -hmm. say it, but don't don't sugarcoat it because I don't need that. But say mm -hmm. in a gentle, in a, in a normal way. Like I right. think I I think you need to change this because I, but not like proposing or telling you what to do or mm -hmm. or the way they think that you should do is not mm -hmm. this is not the way mm -hmm. yeah exactly. i think it's i don't think you need to be like oh this is shit blah 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 you need to do this you need to do that no you can say all of that in a different way you Completely. can frame it in a way that the message is still conveyed it doesn't have to be spoon fed or sugar coated but it's honest and it's it's true so, you know, oh my gosh, is my boy on here? Hey, Damien. Oh. Also, shout out to my girl, Holly, who has been supporting this podcast oh. and helping me out in the behind the scenes and turn, she turned up today. So that's my girl. She is the new, um, here, announcement. She is the new podcast producer oh. for both the Female Veterans Podcast wow. and Hot Topics Live. So we're just starting. Thank you. I finally found someone I can work with. How about that? Awesome. awesome. <laughs> That's great. Important. That's awesome. Important. Look at that. My boy is in the house. Ooh. Nice to meet you, Damien. That's right. So I am super excited to have them both here with me. It's it's all love when family turns up. That's so right. um, to support. So, but like uh, I was gonna say, because we're at fifty eight minutes and we're gonna wrap up the show soon. I, as promised in the beginning of the show, I want to talk about uh, how we can heal a verbally abusive relationship. Like what, what are some things that you guys think that we can do when someone is, we're with a person who is verbally abusive and not a person that is unwilling, as we said earlier, to acknowledge that they have a problem, to change, to be conscious of what they're doing. That kind of person you probably have to walk away from. I'm sorry to tell you, like you have to prioritize your own well-being over someone who's unwilling to see the error of their own ways. Because if they're not willing to heal, they're just going to keep hurting you. So right. we're talking about people who are going, 
are like, oh my God, I didn't realize that's what I was doing. How can you sort of change that and create a more healthy and secure relationship with someone you have been either talking bad to or being talked badly from? Angeline? I'll yeah, that's a you. good question. That's a good one. Um, I think, you know, better communication. I think there needs to be better communication, but the person who is being verbally abusive, they have to be willing to change. Mm -hmm. I could, I realized that I could not change my ex's behavior. It was just, forget it. It was, you know, and speaking from us and you know he had to want it i mean if he had gone for counseling gone for therapy or even hired a coach to try to resolve these issues that he had maybe things would have been a little bit different but he didn't do that and they have to want it okay so that goes for right. a man and or a woman they have to want to change they need to take ownership first that's the first thing is to admit it and to take ownership, you know, and just, oh, you're going to, I mean, I know like for myself, I had to take ownership that I was in an ab abusive relationship and I realized that he wasn't going to change. I tried to change him. And that is, um, I agree, Holly. Yes. Most narcissists are in denial. Correct. Yes. So there's nothing really you can do. You just have to, you have to um, separate yourself from that relationship and work on yourself and heal and just let, and just leave them. And I had the courage to leave, to, you know, leave him and I escaped and, um, you know, I'm living a more fulfilling life right now. Okay. I mean, God has put me in a better place. Thank God for 12 years ago, God put me in a better place. And I, it, I felt that there there were hundred, like 20,000 pounds lifted off my shoulders when I left and moved into a small one-bedroom apartment on the other side of town in Saratoga. I didn't care. I just wanted to escape. And I'm, you know, very, very grateful for that. And, you know, fast forward to now, um, you know, um, I mean, abuse is going to create a lot of stress in the relationship. And why stay in the relationship? Why? It, it makes no sense to me. For me, it didn't make sense. And he wasn't willing to change. And he wasn't willing even to hire a coach. We tried couples therapy. It didn't work. Okay, just so you know. We tried that. It didn't work. I mean, he was always like, he would, you know, put on a facade. And then, you know, at home, forget it. Oh, God, forget it. Yeah, I'm he glad you mentioned that. I'm real glad you mentioned that <laughs> because um, because a lot of times people fake a front in couples therapy. I went to couples therapy a lot, but people people Me often um, fake a front in couples therapy, and then mm -hmm. when they get home, they're a complete you know monster. I mean, and I think it's actually even worse if they don't even bother to fake a front in couples therapy and they really act a fool in front of the couples therapist, right? When and and your couples therapist can see it and they're like pulling you aside like, "Hey." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at what point do you go, "Yeah, this is not good." Like when my couples therapist is telling me, "Hey, honey, 
maybe you need to consider, you need to consider, you know, usually they don't tell you that, but I mean, I've had, I've had a therapist tell me, uh, surprise, you're in an abusive relationship. And I was in complete denial about it. I was like, what? That's not me. I'm the girl that helps girls in abusive relationships. I'm not in one. Right. Right, So it took a lot for me to even realize and recognize that my relationship was not healthy. Okay. So, and that took two therapists (laughs) telling me like, Hey, well, that might not be good that that's happening. (laughs) Right. I mean, my therapist told me that I was in an abusive relationship and Mm -hmm. at first I was in denial. I said, really? But I realized that later on and she said, you know what? And then she was very proud of me because this was like one month before my divorce. No, two months before my divorce became final. She gave me a lot of credit. She says, wow, you're going out because I was starting to go out by myself. Go Mm -hmm. out on a date with yourself. You'd be surprised. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was having dinner. I remember when I used to live in Rhinebeck at the Beekman Arms Hotel. And I was having dinner by myself and I was like, wow, this is nice. This is very tranquil. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true. I do it too. I do it now. Like I used to be so codependent. I could never do anything by myself. Someone had to come with me to get my nails done, mm-hmm. to go to the library, to go out to eat, to go to the movies, to do, if I was going to travel, someone had to be with me. Like I never did anything alone. And I, even when I was at home, the TV was always on. I was never in silence. And I think um, when I was with Julian, if you could see episodes from Julian from a couple of years back on the Facebook page too, um, he was sort of a spiritual guide, very interesting character, shout out to Julian. And um, <laughs> he was the person though, who was like, you need to some- spend some time by yourself. So I want you right. to switch off the TV and have like, mm-hmm. you like coffee or tea, have your cup of tea, sit on the couch and be by yourself and just yes. let your thoughts. Oh, I've done my- I do that every morning. Oh, I love it. I, this was my initiation into be pre-meditation before I started really meditating, right? And this was right. my first form of meditation was just drinking a coffee. I'd go out on my front porch, especially in the summer when it's mm-hmm. nice. And I just sit out there and have my coffee and like look at nature and just let my thoughts flow and be with myself and be by myself. And that evolved into me going out and taking myself out on dates that evolved into me traveling to London by myself and met up with Gloria while I was there. You know what I mean? And now I go everywhere. I went to Armenia by myself. I went to, you know what I mean? I've been to LA in the last month twice alone and doing, and I plan like activities Mm -hmm. and I do all these things that I want to do. Sometimes I meet up with people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm just alone. And I I love it. Three years ago. In Amazing. September, people thought I was green. You're going to South Africa? Yeah, I'm flying by myself to South Africa. I was mm-hmm. meeting people, but yeah. I love traveling solo. And I remember that experience was amazing. And I would do it again. My yeah. next trip it's, it's is going to be it's a change. Yeah, it's a That's change, dope. but I love traveling solo. Now, I remember after, one month after my divorce was final, I flew to Los Angeles. When you mentioned mm-hmm. LA, I was like, yeah, and here I am. Yeah. But I was meeting, I was going to a convention. So mm-hmm. I was meeting people, but I just like, wow, this is great. What a life. But you're on your own. You're traveling, you're doing things. And you learn through that experience, you really learn to love yourself more. Exactly. And give yourself the things that you need and value yourself. And in doing so, when you realize how to treat you, <laughs> other people right. 
will mirror that back to you. Uh, you teach people yes. how to treat you. So if you're treating yourself well and you're doing these things for you, then when people come into your life, they will also do those things for you. And if they're not, you are more ready to see it for what it is and walk away from it faster. Right, right, exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, like Holly exactly. said, do things to treat yourself by yourself. Right. And that's, right. that's, that's a huge one. That's a huge one. Yes. What do you think, yes, Gloria? Yes. Well, I'm gonna I gonna I agree with a lot of things that Angeline say, but I'm gonna incorporate the spiritual part about to healing the process. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, you need to forgive yourself mm. and forgive the other person and yeah. understand that you was broken and the other person was broken and there was two little child living together with a lot of wounds. And probably understanding how the childhood for that other person was and understand the way he was. Now means that you're going to go back to him. But uh, when you get out, when you step outside and you are in the process of healing, you need to forgive. If you really want to heal, you need to forget the other person, even whatever he, he, he did to you. It was a kind of your master to rem remind you that you are very, very wounded and you are collecting the same same type of person. So I would say that. And also, it, when you finish a relationship, give the, the, your time alone, six months to a year or more. In my case, I'm going to be a year and probably I'm going to go for a little bit more. I remember Kia went for four years to be single, like not, not dating anybody. Mm -hmm. So that is very healthy because that way you have time to recognize your your faults. Because when you get out from a relationship, we tend to, to see what the other person do to you. And you need to see what exactly you did to in that relationship and how you engage in, in those fights that you guys had before and to be able to see that and can come out from the from the being the victim to the observer and see, okay, this relationship, I have good things and bad things. And the bad things was this, 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 and I attract that. And why attract that? And you do the trade back and say, okay, my mother or my father was like that. So I recognize that in this man on this woman. And that's why I'm attracting that. And start like a processing that and just be grateful for that master that, that they already passed in your life and give you all the, the this kind of box of jewelry for you to keep going in life. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Wow. Really well wow. said. <laughs> really well said. <laughs> I will. I will say also, um, like Angeline said too, is if you're in a relationship and you want to save the relationship, um, or it's a, a relationship with your child and you're the one who's doing the verbal abuse, it's just and you want to change it, right? You want to recognize it and be consciously aware, and then be cautious of how you say things and what you say mm -hmm. but the, th the thing is you have to want it like angeline said and you have to forgive yourself like gloria said um or your partner and it ha it starts with both people wanting both. to create a positive change and there being willing to do the work whether that is going to counseling or getting a relationship coach my girl marta uh is one of the great a relationship coaches that I know, you can follow her on Instagram. You can listen to her episodes of this, of this show, of this podcast um, with um, my coach, Marta. Um, 
And uh, she actually is the one who sent me on the path that I actually found this great guy that I'm seeing. So um, <laughs> from her advice. So <laughs> you can find a coach. They will help you work mm -hmm. through the process. I tend to think you can find a coach for anything. And they're great. And a great investment because we need to invest in ourselves. And you do the work. And you actually do the work. Mm -hmm. And do what they say to do. And take the steps of an it starts with just being aware of what you're thinking, feeling, and saying. Awareness. Just right. like a, taking a pause to go, I'm not going to just react to what this person said. This is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling afraid. I'm feeling threatened. I'm feeling powerless. I'm feeling attacked. I'm feeling something. And now I'm going to communicate that to my partner in a way that's not the same way as I'm feeling. So I'm going to say, hey, I'm feeling really attacked right now. I know you don't mean it that way, mm. you know, but I feel that way. And maybe I need to step away from this conversation for a minute and we can resume it. Or when you criticize me in that way, it makes me feel really underappreciated or undervalued. And I would appreciate if you could speak to me in a way that's different than that. Like I would have, you know, you could tell me it this way. That would make me feel better. And it's like all communication. I mean, it's, there's no exact way for each person. We're all different, but it starts with each person being willing to listen mm -hmm. and to communicate and with love at the basis of the communication, not trying to win, not trying to prove the other person wrong, not trying to like just attack, you know, and, or not just ordering and not just, you know, it, it's just about being conscious and how you talk to people and how you like to receive information. Exactly. You know, Kia, Kia, Angeline, and one of my masters say to me, the vibration of this planet is unconditional love. So you come to this world to practice unconditional love. And I know there's some, a lot of, you know, like how you call challenges in life that it, it, it makes you to see if you have unconditional love. And unconditional love started from you and for other people to understand their own wounds and their own issues. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you have to step out from that relationship, of course you're going to do it because you you have a conditional love. You are you have a conditional love for yourself that you're removing yourself from that environment. But also you have to have unconditional love for the other person that is wounded. There Agreed. 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 So um, my girl Holly is asking me about men's coaches and I'm going to put one in the chat here. Um, we have had Brandon Archer on the show. You can find him on Instagram. There is a men's coach that is really, um, really sort of intuitive is the word. I'm mm -hmm. gonna put his website here. Oh, good. Oh, good. Who's that? So this oh. is a great men's coach. Um, you, it's a native name. It's you pronounce it Huhuhiai, <laughs> and you can go to his um, website. And he's a really great men's coach. He does retreats. Um, you have to be Ooh. invited. So if you like what you see on the website, then you can 
go and check it out. And um, maybe you can get invited to one of his retreats Ooh, and have a very deep um, male bonding yet um, healing session. I hear, I hear the shit. That's the place. Uh, that's the place I would love. That's the place I would love to find a, a partner. A man retreat. A, a man retreat. <laughs> yeah, they're just freshly healed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ladies, sign go to this website and sign your men up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> go get inquire about information so you can send your husbands and boyfriends there so they can come back to you all healed and better. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, it does create a ripple of change, these retreats. Yes. You're going to the Tantra one, and there's lots of retreats for women out there. And this is, I think it's I getting it much more popular for men to have these groups because a lot of a lot of men have grown up in the last generations without fathers present. Um, mm -hmm. And so they don't have proper guidance on masculine energy. So then right. you hear all this talk about toxic masculine energy because they don't know how to um, sort of process that energy and and because it's the been proper they've, way. They've, they've been raised by my, my because the they've been raised by women and women. I'm wow. not. No, don't get me wrong because I'm a single mother. Okay, raising boys. Women can do a tremendous job raising boys, but we can never be a man. We exactly. can be very masculine, but we can uh, never be a man. Yes. And men need men. Yes. That's true. They do. That's true. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Positive men, positive male role models. So sometimes they have had men in their lives. They're just not positive male role models because like, like I know Gloria would say that man didn't have a positive male role model and his grandfather didn't have a positive. And then for <laughs> generationally, there were no positive male role models. There might've been men there, but they were toxic damaged yes. men yes. and they yes. perpetuated that down the generation. So we are living in a time where it's a beautiful energy, a beautiful moment of healing for both men the and divine masculines and the divine feminines and as we both do the work to heal we can really create a better world i believe what do you guys think i agree absolutely <laughs> how do we get invited right holly <laughs> so i want to be I'm... invited too to be an observer <laughs> yeah there you go me too <laughs> <laughs> a mixer. Holly said a mixer. There need to be a mixer yeah. of uh, a male retreat and a female retreat. And at the end, in they the have same a party place. In the same place. <laughs> Holly, I hate this. <laughs> Standing ovation. That's right. I love that Damien agreed with me on the male topic, though. Good, I love good. that. Because as a male, right? So See? I love that. Um, and I know that there's a lot of guys watching or listening to this podcast. And so, like I said, I mean, don't hesitate. Brandon, when Brandon Archer was here, he's a men's coach also. And one of the things he was saying uh, was that men need to seek out these groups to for camaraderie, for like the energy is really powerful when they work together and do healing work together. More powerful so, than I women think it's an, in some ways. That's important yeah, yeah. for men to do that. Yeah. I know yeah. a male coach who had started that last year, just mm -hmm. having a men's group. Mm -hmm. That's important. And men mm -hmm. heals faster, heals mm -hmm. faster than women. When they set their mind to it. Yes. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yes. yes. I agree. Absolutely. So right, I think I absolutely think so. But you know what, girls, this has been such a great conversation. Oh, yeah, we yeah. are out of time. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are out of time. I hate to say goodbye to you, Angeline. You have been such a great guest, as you always are. It's such a pleasure to always have you come back on the show because I really think what the work you do is so important because no one's talking about domestic violence on a global platform like out loud. You hear about it here and there, but it's no one's talking about it. And it's an epidemic that's still ha- it's not gone. It's still it's happening. And right now my podcast has grown real and we're in seven countries right now. And um, I have a lot of guests who are wanting to share their their real life stories. And I have Mm -hmm. a woman, you ready for this? She's going to be joining me in two weeks. Um, She came from Iran. She escaped Iran. (gasps) Oh, it's going to be powerful. Tell us where we can hear it. Yes. Yes. So, I will be broadcasting that on my personal Facebook page, which is Angeline Constantino. And also it will be, um, let me just say, on my YouTube channel, which is Angeline Mitchell. Yeah, I'm going to do a multi-broadcast. Nice. So I'm going to put the YouTube one up here really quick. Yeah, the YouTube channel is Angeline Mitchell. Mitchell. Um, tell yeah. me if this is right. If it's not, I will change it. But let me um, see. let's see. Um, let's see here. Tell me if that's right. That's it. Okay. So you can go to YouTube. You can hear this story from this woman from Iran. As we all know, it's crazy over there right now. Yes. Um, it's, it's crazy in Armenia right now, too. My beloved Armenia, as soon as, literally, as soon as I left, a genocide started happening. No one's I talking heard, about I it. Anyway. We're around the world, oh my God, but it's happening okay. in Armenia. <laughs> yeah, I, it was like like two or three days after I got back, Azerbaijan started doing crazy stuff, and no one's talking about it. It's on no news channels. You can't find it anywhere. Only small groups I posted in my Instagram stories when I see it. Um, and it's just horrifying because they're such a beautiful people, and they're so amazing, and the country's so beautiful, and it was such an incredible time being there. But I mean, where they're located is a prime location and everybody always wants it. So that's part of it too. And then then right next door, because you know, Iran is on the border of Armenia, we've got it popping mm. off with, I mean, I love to see women rising up, but you know, I hate to see what happens to them sometimes when they do, I like know. the murders and things of yes. that nature. But her but, so it's something we have to talk about. What a story. I can't wait. Oh my God. Hostage. Oh my God. That's so crazy. I can't wait to hear that one. So crazy. What's going on over there. Mm -hmm. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. So we'll have to turn into your killing. They're killing back uh, right to uh, left to right. They're killing just. Yeah. Just because. Mm -hmm. It's horrifying. So we got to hold the light. Hold the light. Um, So you know how this goes. Angeline, I want to thank you so much for being on Hot Topics Live today. Like I said, it's always amazing to have you as a guest. I am such an admirer of your work, your activism, um, everything that you're doing for men and women who are survivors out there. And I can't wait to have you back already. Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Kia, for having me on your show. I always love being on your show. because And Gloria, too. I feel like we're the three musketeers. <laughs> I know. I love having Gloria back too. Oh it's my God, Gloria, you're it. amazing. And you're doing great things. Absolutely. You're doing great things. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. Doing great things. And Kia, keep doing what you're doing. 
Always. Inspiring Always. the world. We are we here all, to We are all doing something and we know it's the same, it's the same mission, same, the same purpose. Exactly. Help the humanity. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, Angeline, I'm going to put you in the green room. And if you have time for a proper goodbye, we'll see you after the show yeah. closes. If not, we understand you're a busy girl and we'll catch up with you next time. Okay. Bye. Oh, my gosh, Gloria. What did you think of that? Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, a broken heart world. Mm -hmm. Lots of broken hearts out there. And yeah. wounding manifests itself sometimes as anger yes. and hatefulness. Yeah. And I have a lot of compassion for people who are suffering because it's it's suffering. So when we think of abusers, we oftentimes, you know, are very, you know, angry and all of that stuff. But at the root of that is pain and generational pain. And so compassion is needed, I think, you know, but and sometimes that compassion is, you know, just saying goodbye to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you because have to think of yourself. Because our nature as a human nature, when we born, we born clean without so many, so many stuff. And then we start mm -hmm. living in these families that we choose before we come here. Then we just go through a lot of things that you will never imagine to see, to hear, or to, or to leave it. Mm -hmm. So then there's... Is no support of helping to to heal those traumas. So you you carry the, those traumas for a long time until you realize something yeah. is wrong here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love what you're doing. I can't wait for what's next for you. I know it's a lot of really good things manifesting yes. because you yes. are making them happen. And like I said, we deserve to be living our best lives, and we can think okay. it and 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 really visualize what we want, but you have to take action too. So go get your best life. <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna keep getting ours, right? So um what's coming up for Unbreakable Life with Glory before we wrap the show? Unbreakable Life with Glory um next month is gonna be almost three podcasts every week. And I'm coming, bringing chamans and also healers and um, a doctor's therapy and a lot of different people. So we can talk about emotional issues. That is my passion. And in trying to help people through, listen to this, you know, tools and, and recommendations that all these masters bring to my show. Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy that. Is growing. I did out of the, the other day a, a podcast and I got like uh, 63 views live and then it went up like 150 and then I got 30 times shared that episode. So I was like, oh, that is God. amazing. You just do the work, keep showing up. And um, like they say going. in Field of Dreams, if you build it, they'll come, right? So we keep going. Yes. We keep yes, doing we whether, keep whether there's no z viewers or whether there's 33,000 viewers. Like our episode with uh, Sophia, <laughs> our, our little sister from Mexico, uh, the singer and songwriter, her episode went gangbusters on Facebook. And, um, and so we're excited about that. You know, we show yeah, up and, and do the and work you know no matter what. what. 
I got 147 subscribers in my in my in my channel. <laughs> I started from one. Now I have 147. You know what Brian Rose says? We build we build subscribers one at a time. Yes. <laughs> right. So oh, it's God. just that's amazing. And I'm so I couldn't be prouder of you as my very first student. <laughs> Keep yes. going. Yes, yes. Thank you. I Thank you. love you so much. And I love you um too. And I'm doing, well, this show was extra long because yes. next week I'm traveling. So there will be no Hot Topics live next week, but I'll be back the week after that with another fantastic episode for everybody and your reminder that you are amazing and that you are deserving and worthy and enough and you should be living your best life. But the only person who can give that to you is you. Yes. So keep following along with me to learn how to do that and to get some support and hear more from great guests. And I have one final announcement before we wrap this show up. You can follow me on TikTok. How about that? So go to TikTok, follow at Creativity, and we're going to be dropping more uh, content from this podcast on that page. So um, I'm also on LinkedIn as Kia Baker. So if you want to follow me there, you want to make a connection on LinkedIn, follow me on over there. And I think we're planning to start streaming to LinkedIn too. So that's what's upcoming for Hot Topics. We are working on growth as well and reaching more people and spreading these messages out to help those who it's meant to help. So yes, thanks for awesome. tuning in. Yes. And with that, that's a wrap, honey. Yes. Um, let's close this show. <laughs> I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. You. I'll see you in two weeks. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>